It's time to relax, grab a drink, pull up a chair by the hearth, and have a seat in the Scald Circle to listen to the tale of The Fairy Child of the Tailor from the Isle of Man, as told by Casimir. Before we begin our story, we wanted to remind you that we release new tales for free every week. Our shorter tales release on Wednesdays, and our longer chapter stories release on every other Saturday. Find out where you can hear them on our website at thescaldcircle.com. And be certain to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. That way, you'll never miss out on one of our enchanting tales from around the world. And this is the tale of the fairy child and the tailor. The following story was told to me by Joe Moore, who lives in the Paris of Patrick, some mile from Closaline. I wrote the story down from the notes made at the time, the dialogue being taken down word for word as it fell from his lips. He told me that his father got the story from old Hom Bridson himself, ninety years ago and more. He never repeated the story while any of the Kula family lived, but the last descendant died many years ago, and the old farmhouse is in ruins. It was a curious coincidence that, in the week following that in which I had the story from Joe Moore, I received it also from Logan, Utah, and Miss Quirk, who had it from an old Maxman who had lived there for fifty years and emigrated from Glen May. There was one time a woman named Kalu in Closenley, near Glen May, and she had a child that had fallen sick in a strange way. Nothing seemed wrong with him, yet crosser and crosser he grew, neighing and gnawing all night and day. The woman was in great distress, and charms had failed, and she didn't know rightly what to do. It seems that about a fortnight after birth, the child, as fine a child for his age as you would see in a day's walk, was left asleep while the mother went to the well for water. Now herself had forgot to put the tongs in the cradle, and when she came back the child was crying pitiful, and no acquaintance for himself. And from that very hour the flesh seemed to melt off his bones, till he became as ugly and as wizened a child as you would see between the point of R and the calf. He was that way. His whining howl filled the house for four years, lying in the cradle without a motion on him to put his feet under him. Not a day's rest nor a night's sleep was there for the woman these four years with him. She was fair scourged with him, until there came a fine day in that spring that Hom Beg Bridson, the tailor, was in the house sewing. Hom is dead now but there are many alive as remember him. He was wide Germanish, for he was going from house to house, sowing and gathering wisdom as he was going. Well, before that day, the tailor was seeing lots of wickedness at the child. And when the woman would be out feeding the pigs and sarving the cathars, he would be hoisting his head up out of the cradle and making faces at the tailor, and winking and slicking and shaking his head and saying, What a lad am I? That day, the woman wanted to go to the shop in Glenmay to sell some eggs that she had. And she says to the tailor, Ah, man, keep your eye on the child at the bow. Don't fall out of the cradle and hurt himself while I slip down to the shop. When she was gone, the tailor began to whistle to himself as he stitched, and the tune a little hymn. Drop that humbag, said the harsh voice. The tailor, scandalized, looked around to see if it was the child that had spoken, and it was. Oh, shush, lay quiet, says the tailor, rocking the cradle with his foot. As he rocked, he whistled the hymn tune louder. Drop that humbag, I tell ye, and give us something light and andy. 
says the little fella back to him, middling sharp. Ah, anything at all to please you, says the tailor, whisting a jig. Home, says the lad. Can thou dance anything to that? I, I can, can thou? I can that, says the lad. Would thou like to see me dance? I, I would, said the tailor. Take that old fiddle down home, man, he said. I'm put the tune away of her. I, I, I'll do that unwelcome, says the tailor. The fiddle quits its hooks on the wall and the tailor tunes up. Home, says the little fellow. Before thou begins to clean, play, clear the kitchen for me. Chairs and stools, everything. Make a place for me to step out to the music man. I, I will do that for you, says the tailor. He cleared the kitchen floor, and then he struck up a tune. In a crack, the little fellow bounced up from his cradle onto the floor with a chew and began flying round the kitchen. Go to it, Hom. Face your partner. Heel toe does it. Well done, Hom. Talk your elbow, man. Hom plays faster and faster. Tommy Lad was jumping as high as the table. With a chew, he goes up on his foot onto the dresser and a chew then on top of the chimney piece and the chew bang against the partition and he was half flying, half footing it round the kitchen, turning and going round that quick that it put a reel in Tom's head to be looking at him. Then he was whirling everywhere round for a clear space, even Hom himself, who by degrees gets up on the table in the corner and plays wilder and wilder as the whirling jig grew madder and madder. Me, says the tailor, throwing down the fiddle. I must run, though, not the child that was in that cradle, are thou? Howl, man! All right enough, says the little fella. Strike up for me. Make haste, make haste. More power to your elbow. Hush, says the tailor. Here's herself coming. The dancing ceased, and the child gave a hop, a skip, and a jump into the cradle. Get on with this doing, Hom. Don't say a word, says the little fellow, covering himself up in the clothes till nothing was left of him to be seen, except for his eyes, which peeked out like a ferret's. When herself came into the house, the tailor, all a tremble, was sitting cross-legged on the round table, and his specks on his nose, letting on that he was busy sewing. The child in the cradle was shouting and squealing as usual. What an earthly world! It's a queer stitching altogether. What in all the earthly world? It's queer stitching altogether that's been going on here and me out. And how thou can see the needle in that dark corner, Hombridson, let alone sew it beats me! says she, siding the place. Well, 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 then. On the poor little thing. Did you think Mammy had gone and left him, then? Mammy's going to feed him, though. The tailor had been thinking mighty with himself, what he ought to do, so he says. Look here, woman. Give her nothing at all, but go out and get a creeful of good turf. She brought in the turf and throws a big bundle of fern on it. She brought in the turf and throws a big bundle of fern on it. The tailor gives a leap off the table down to the floor, and it wasn't long till he had a fine fire going. Thou will have the house put on fire, me harm, says herself. No fear, but I'll fire some of them, says the tailor. The child, with his two eyes going out of his head, watching to see what the tailor would do then, was slowly turning his whirling how into some kind of call, to his own sort to come and fetch him as like. I'll send thee home, says the tailor, drawing near the cradle and he stretches out his two hands to take the child and put him on the big red turf fire. Before he was able to lay a hand on him, the little fellow leapt out of the crib and took for the door. 
the back of me hand and the sole of me foot to you, says he. If I would only had another night, I would have showed thee a trick or two more than that. And then the door flew open with a bang, as though someone had thrown it open, and he took off with himself like a shot. A hullabaloo laughing and making fun was heard outside, and the noise of many running little feet. Out in the door of the house goes herself, and she saw no one. But she caught sight of a flock of low-flying clouds, shaped like gulls, chasing each other away up Glen Rushen. Then comes up to her ears as of afar from the clouds, sharp whistles and wicked little laughs as of making mock of her. Then, as she was turning round and searching, she suddenly sees her own sweet, rosy, smiling child, with thumb and mouth lying on the bank right before her and she took all the joy in the world of the child that he was home again safe and sound. And that is the tale of the fairy child and the tailor from the Isle of Man. Thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, we recommend taking a look at our Patreon page, as noted in the description below. You can earn great rewards while also supporting us, to keep these stories alive for generations to come. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your podcast app, and leave us a five-star rating if you enjoyed this story. A special thank you to Cat for their support this month. Without your contribution, we wouldn't be able to continue these stories, and we truly appreciate it. Visit thescaldcircle.com to stay up to date with all of our current events, news, and much more. Not only that, but you can also visit our story archive of every tale we have ever told. It's sorted by origin and region for the convenience of your listening pleasure. Thank you for listening to our story. <laughs>